Welcome to the Reality Recap Junkie podcast. I'm your host, Laurel, and this is episode three. I am very excited for this episode because we finally get to dive into the challenge. Um, I really enjoyed the premiere episode that aired on Wednesday night. I laughed, I cried, I was angry, I was happy. I just felt all the emotions. It was great. It was a really good first episode. It made me really hopeful for the season. I'm excited um, to see what else is to come. But yeah, it was just a great episode and I took a lot of notes. Um, I actually technically watched it three times and I think that's probably what's going to end up happening for the whole season is I'm going to watch it once with my husband and just enjoy it like we normally do. And then I always watch the recaps with the Brain Candy podcast on their Patreon. Um, they do a live Q&A, so I always watch it again with them. And then I'll be watching it a third time to actually take notes. So I should remember quite a bit of what happens in these episodes. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive in because we've got a lot to get to. <clears throat> okay, so the episode starts out. Um, I loved it that they started out with the song Blue Monday. And I was like, oh, hey, this is Orgy. And then the artist came up and I think the artist was Health. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's a cover, but I was still digging it. Um, they had, they showed TJ in a helicopter and it was all very, you know, like doing spy stuff and mission set up and, you know, very classified and all of those spy mission impossible type words in there to describe what was going on. Um, the challengers all show up in black SUVs. They're all in black uniforms. So it's very like stealthy, uh, TJ starts talking and, you know, he gives this speech about deception, playing up the whole missions, agents, and all of that. Um, then Nelson comes on for an interview and it's so funny because he's trying to come up with like his stealthy double agent nickname and he throws a couple out there, but he finally decides on double Nelly T. Like he could not come up with anything clever. It was so funny, but he thought it was like some great name. It was just typical Nelson. Um, and then TJ talks about how like the final is going to be a dead drop and they're going to be competing for $1 million. Um, I still don't think that they talked about what the breakdown of that was, but the overall prizes will be $1 million um, still to come how that will all play out. Um, so they show up there and they're ready for the very first challenge because if you remember on Monday, they had the kind of like pre-episode where we got to see them go to the house, meet each other and all of that. So this first episode just started out straight with the first challenge, which I loved. Um, the challenge name was called Mission Decryption. So the premise of the challenge was that there was a big mound of like dirt or sand, black sand um, a big like mound slash hill. And at the top was a capsule. Think like when you go to the bank and you put your deposit slip or your money in that little capsule and then it shoots off and goes to the bank. It was like that, except it had colors around it. So there were a bunch of like colored bands is kind of what it looked like. Um, and the point was that you had to memorize the colors in order 
that were on that capsule and then run back to your station, which had a case. And then you open the case and it's got all of the different color wires to match what was on the capsule. And then you have to plug the wires into uh, these little holes in the same order that it was on the capsule. And then whoever does that first wins. So the girls are up first and, you know, the horn blows and they get started and Lolo just shoots out like a bat out of hell. She is so fast. Like it was crazy. She just hopped right up that hill. Um, I mean, there like there's absolutely no one that is going to be able to beat her in a foot race. And I would I can't wait until there is a challenge where we get to see the uh, guys and girls compete at the same time. Because I'm curious if any of the guys can keep up with her as well. Because she's so fast. Um, so she gets to the top first. And I, I forgot to mention that there's only one capsule with this color code on it. So everyone's fighting for the same decoder to try and figure out what the order is. So of course Lolo gets to the top uh, first, and she grabs the capsule and she starts to head down the hill. But Tori comes running up behind her and just snatches it right out of her hand, which I just love that because it was like, yeah, you're fast, but you got to be aware of your surroundings too. Um, Cause these people are going to be playing dirty. They're going to do whatever it takes to win. So it kind of goes on and everyone's trying to, you know, run over to their cases and put the wires in. Um, at one point, Nicole is trying to help Lolo out by reading her colors. So I don't know if they talked prior to that challenge and formed a bond or what's going on there. Maybe she just thought that, you know, hey, if Lolo wins, she might throw me a bone. So um, that was a little strange. Um, and then Darrell does an impression of Nicole calling out the colors. And it was so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just have to go back and rewatch that impression if you did not see it because it was funny. Um, and then Liv was, her, I liked her confessional. She was pretty funny too. She was talking about how she was so good at memorization and to ask her exes because she would be like, yeah, I remember December 3rd of 2016 at 9.48 PM. Yeah, I remember what you were doing. And that's just, is so accurate for girls. Like we remember all that stuff. So, um, we should be good at memorizing a couple of colors. Um, and then we get a confessional of Leroy talking about how much he loves Cam and it was just really sweet. I love to see them together and I just loved seeing him support her and it was really cute. Um, I noticed that Ashley helped out Big T because um, Big T was doing the colors in the wrong um, order. So she was starting at the end and so Ashley told her like she needs to reverse it Um Natalie comments about how the challenges that are on the challenge are just on another level, which I thought that was uh, cool of her to say because she's done Survivor and The Amazing Race, and she did Survivor twice now. So she has seen a lot of different challenges. Um, so it was interesting for her to comment that these are just on another level to anything that she's ever seen. And she also does CrossFit. So, it, I mean, it just kind of puts things into perspective. <laughs> Um, okay, so everyone's trying to get their wires in, and then finally Anissa wins, and I was so excited for her. I was like, get it, girl, win, win, win. 
loved that she got first place. Like, yeah, she's not Lolo, the fastest girl out there, but she's good with puzzles. She's good with memorization. She's smart. So I was so happy that she won and just showed everyone up. Um, okay. So then the guy's heat goes and overall the guy's heat was pretty boring. Um, but the best part of the whole episode was of course the shoe hit heard around the world. Like I am still laughing about this. So all of the guys are basically in a dog pile trying to get this capsule and CT is grabbing onto someone's foot. I don't even know whose foot it was. And he's trying to like pull them out of the dog pile and the whoever it was shoes pop shoe popped off and so CT had this shoe in his hand and he just flings it behind him and Wes happens to be standing right behind him. I can't even like say this without laughing because it was just so funny. So he whips the shoe back. It smacks Wes in the face and Wes immediately like flings back. Um, I mean it makes sense that Wes plays soccer because he reacted to getting hit in the face like a soccer player absolutely would. It was so funny. So they showed it multiple times. They showed it in slow motion. <laughs> and you can see Wes's face just like jiggling in the slow motion. And then, of course, like all the girls are laughing. TJ is laughing. And I just love when TJ laughs. <laughs> it just makes everything better. Um. CT in his confessional doesn't laugh at all. He's just like, yeah, you know, if you get hit in the face, well, you know, whatever. Um, it was great. Like he just stayed straight face the whole time. Um, I just loved that they also put opera music to it. Um, it's definitely going to be the gift that keeps on giving. It, it's going to be around for a long time. If you did not see it or if you don't even watch the show and you're just listening to my recaps because like you're my mom or my aunt or my sister and you love me. You need to Google Wes CT shoe. I guarantee it will pop up. Watch the GIF. Watch the little clip. You will not be disappointed. It is so funny. Okay. So overall, Fessy wins. Um, you know, it's just a kind of boring challenge. I liked that there was a puzzle element and um, there was the physical aspect. They had to run up the hill. They had to battle each other and all that. But it wasn't a very exciting challenge other than the shoe. Okay, so we know now that Fessy and Anissa were the winners. And now TJ tells us that this is double agents and that they will be playing in pairs. So now that we know that, TJ, you know, says, you know, the top two players are Fessy and Anissa. But there was an overall winner by a whole minute. And Anissa, of course, was saying immediately, oh, it's Fessy. And then TJ announces that it was actually Anissa. So I was so happy for her. Like, I just love when the girls beat the guys overall. Like how Jenny won the final last season beating Bananas, who was the top guy winner. Um I love those challenges and I want more of those where everyone's competing at the same level and the girls win because I just love when they kick their asses. Um, okay, so since she is the top agent, she gets to pick anyone she wants. So she gets to basically pick her partner out of every single guy that's there. And as soon as TJ announces that, all the guys are being 
a-holes and looking away like, oh, don't pick me, don't pick me because Anissa is so underrated um, because she's not, you know, like super built muscular or skinny. Um, She is a normal sized or I'm sorry, like an average size woman but she can compete. She's got heart. She's proven herself. She's an elimination beast. She's great at puzzles. She's super smart. She has a good political game. So they were being all jerk faces for not wanting to get picked. So they do the confessionals and Fessy flat out says he doesn't want to get picked. But Jarrell said, he was like, go ahead and pick with me. Go ahead and pick me. I'll ride with you. And I just loved that. Like Jarrell's like, you know, I don't care. Pick me. We'll do it. And I really wish she would have picked Darrell, but she picks Fessy and he comes down to like meet up there with her and he's so cocky. Like he's acting like she just made the best choice, but he isn't happy about it. And he thinks that she hit the hundred million jackpot by picking him. And I'm just already so over him. So rude, like slow your roll. Sure, you made the final last season, but you are still new to this. She is a vet. She knows way more than you. And that's just so rude. Like, I hate when guys act that way. Like, A, just because she is a girl, she can't compete. B, just because she doesn't look like Jenny. I mean, I'm just so mad about that. So uh, I wish she would have picked Jarrell, but that's okay. She picks Fessy. Um, And then I was starting to think about like, who would I pick if I had one? So I think that if I were a man and I had to pick a woman, I would either go with Casey or Natalie um, because both of them have won their seasons of the show that they were on. Casey won Big Brother, Natalie won um, Survivor, and they are both very fit. Um, Casey plays football, Natalie does CrossFit, and they come from shows where you have to, you know, not only be good at challenges, but you also have to play a good political game. And the fact that they won their seasons, I think that those would be the two best picks. Okay, so then I am a female, so if I was on this show, I think that I would have to go with either Darrell or Wes. They both have won before. They're both good at challenges. Um, I th- I don't. I mean, I I'm not sure how they would be as far as like treating a partner. I mean, Wes doesn't have the best track record. But I think overall, if I'm thinking about like the competition wise and the ability to win, those would be my top two picks. Okay, so once Anissa picks Fessy, then TJ basically says, all right, partner up. And then everyone just has to go and pick their partner. Like it was a complete scramble. That would have given me so much anxiety to do that if I were there. Um, So everyone's just trying to partner up, figure out who they want to be with. Um, Cam tries to, as she say, as she says, shoot her shot and tries to partner up with CT. And he was like, why, why? And she was giving him reasons like why he should pick her. And then he just like walks away from her and goes and partners with Ashley. And I was just like, rude, bad choice. I mean, Ashley is a complete nutcase. Like, sure, she has won two seasons and they have ran a final together. But like the chances of her having a complete mental breakdown is very, very high on the show. Also, like, why do you want to partner with another winner? 
two winners on one team, that's going to be a huge target on your back. So then Cam basically gets to be with Leroy at first, but they know they have to split up. And then Casey and Josh were together and they know that they had to split up since they're both from Big Brother. So then they swapped. Um, so I'm just going to run down the teams after everyone picked. It's Tori and Corey. They should be okay. Um, I'm not convinced Corey can really compete that well, but hopefully um, Tori will be a good partner for him. Uh, Jay and Teresa, Nani and Kyle, Devin and Nicole, Lolo and Nam or Nam. I'm still not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, I think I've heard people say it both ways. Um, Wes and Natalie, which I think will be a really great team. They're both going to be super political and strategic. Darrell and Amber B. Cam and Josh. Gabby and Leo. Big T and Joseph. Although Big T couldn't remember what his name, and that was funny in her confessional. Um, Casey and Leroy. CT and Ashley. Ember... Amber M and Nelson, Michi and Liv, and then of course Anissa and Fessy. So how the game works now is that the house gets to vote on the pair going into elimination. Um, they get to cast their vote as individuals as opposed to having to vote as a team. And they get to cast their vote in secret. So they like go into a little booth and then select who they want to go in. And then the double agents, being Anissa and Fessy, get to decide who goes in against them. So then whoever wins the elimination gets a skull, and you need the skull to get to the final. And there are only 10 available. So after they get back from the challenge, the house gets together to gather their intel and figure out uh, who to put in. Um, so they're doing all of that. You know, everyone's kind of just feeling each other out, figuring out who would be best to go after. And then that night, normally they would get to go out to like a bar or a club. But since they're in COVID times, they have set up this like little party bubble for them. So they get to just have like a bar and music in this bubble that's outside. It looks pretty cool. And they probably should have been doing this the whole time because it eliminates outside people getting into fights with the cast. It probably costs less money. It's easier to film, I'm sure. Um, less logistics of trying to get 30 people to a bar. Um, but while they're in the bubble, Joseph falls asleep, which is funny. And so Big T was upset about that because she's like, this is you know, where we need to be. Um, talking to people and making connections and you're in here sleeping. Um, then we get to see Casey talking up the Big Brother Alliance, which is Fessy, Josh, Amber being Casey. Um, and that's kind of it for the party thing. Nothing major really happened there. It was just more people kind of talking, feeling each other out. So then the next day, um, we get a scene where Cam, Nani, Anissa, and Ashley are sitting around um, a table talking. And Cam is telling us the story about her grandmother being an immigrant and how she's trying to do better for her family. They all get super emotional about it. Of course, this is where I cried. Um, she's talking about race and how black women shoulder a lot and they have to come in and save the day. Um, so how she has really tough skin, 
um, and her and Anissa are bonding over this and how they support each other and want to see each other succeed. I think it was just a really good conversation. And I love the friendship that Anissa and Cam are having and supporting each other and not, you know, like, yes, they're in this competition and they each want to win, but they're doing it respectfully and trying to like build each other up instead of tearing each other down. Hopefully that can last throughout the season. Okay. So then after that, we get a scene with Anissa, Cam, Leroy, and Casey, and they're talking about uh, making the plans. They want to see Anissa win, and um, Cam is now targeting Ashley and CT because it's a team with two champions, but also because he didn't pick her, um, so now she feels slighted. Um, so they basically get the whole house talking about throwing in Ashley and CT, and then Cam suggests that Anissa and Fessy put in Wes and Natalie, so it's champ versus champ, and at least one of them will go home. Um, of course, um, when Wes hears that everyone's wanting to put in Ashley and CT, he doesn't agree. Um, he thinks that they should, you know, go the safe route and just throw in rookies. Uh, and then CT goes around asking everyone if they're saying his name. And of course, everyone's like, no, no, no. And he's like, I know they're all lying to me. Uh, but it's just funny. He just like literally walked up to everyone. Are you saying my name? Are you saying my name? Okay, so then there's a deliberation where the house gets together and they get to have like one final conversation before everyone goes in and makes their votes. CT, of course, is advocating to get rid of the rookies and the rookies are all like, whoa, 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 not you. And I do have to admit, it was not a good look for CT. He just came out, came on so strong um, and you could tell that he was scared. Like, no, 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 don't put me in. Like, we should put the rookies in, just do the safe thing. Um, of course, Ashley's pissed that people are voting for her, but she would do the same exact thing. So like, I'm already over her. Um, okay. So the house votes in their secret booth and they overwhelmingly vote for CT and Ashley. Um, so after everyone places their votes, we get a uh, scene where, uh, Gabby is having an emotional breakdown. And I just thought like, Oh, that's way too early for that girl. Like, uh, I mean, I know you're in this house and it's stressful, but you, I don't think you should be breaking down and crying <laughs> at this point. Okay, so then once everyone had casted their votes, Anissa and Fessy get to go into the booth and the house doesn't know why. But when they go in there, they learn that they are getting classified information and they get to see who all voted for CT and Ashley. So they know like if someone told them that they were voting one way and they didn't vote that way, they know if they were lying. Um, they decide to not tell the house that they know. Fessy was like, should we tell them? And Anissa was like, absolutely not. Um, I definitely think that Fessy's going to end up telling his big brother people. It's not going to be able to stay quiet for long. And then the whole point of that is going to go out the window unless there's another twist because once people find that out, then that's going to affect how they vote when they know that it's going to be seen by the double agents. Um, okay, so then we're going to the um, elimination location. It looks pretty epic. It's a pretty good uh, setup compared to some other ones that we've had in the past. However, it's called The Crater, 
which is not my favorite. Like, I'm not really sure why it's called The Crater. I feel like they could have come up with something better, more in line with the Double Agents theme, and it just seems kind of lame, especially compared to things like The Gulag or all, all the other ones. I can't even remember them, but The Crater has to be probably one of the lamest names for an elimination location. Uh, When they walk in, Lolo says she's intimidated and she says, I've competed in, you know, a lot of pretty big arenas and this is intimidating. And I'm just like, what? Um, There was another scene of her earlier in the episode where she was kind of like freaking out because she thought that she basically got picked last when everyone was trying to partner up. And I just definitely get the vibe that she's one of those girls that... I mean, obviously, she's an Olympian. She should have all of the confidence in the world and, like, own who she is. Yet, she is so insecure. And she was, it was basically like, a, oh, why don't they like me? Why don't they like me? And it's like, girl, you could crush all of them. Like, who cares if they didn't pick you? You ended up getting partnered with Nam, who looks like a beast. So, you guys should be able to compete. So, like, don't worry about it. Okay, so at the elimination, they find out who the house voted for. Um, So that's a fun twist, I think, to keep everyone on their toes. I think most of the time we know who is going in, um, at least one of the pairs, before they show up. So it's kind of nice, I mean, that everyone has to be on their toes, not knowing um, who the house picked and not knowing who the double agents are going to pick. Um. So we find out that CT and Ashley are going in. And of course, Ashley is going off. Imagine that. Like, she is so salty. It's like, ugh. I mean, someone has to be the first to go in. And you're on a team with two winners. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Okay. So then TJ lets us know that Fessy and Anissa have the option to come down and go against them to earn their skull. Um, which was the same that it was last season and they declined and TJ kept saying like are you sure like there are only 10 schools available this might be your only opportunity and they both were like no that's okay we're not going down there Um, and so they declined and they picked Wes and Natalie so basically the plan worked that Cam and Leroy came up with. They wanted the house to vote in CT and Ashley and they wanted Anissa and Fessy to vote in Wes and Natalie. So, so far it's all playing out exactly how they planned. Um, I did want to mention that there was um, a lot of Twitter drama between Wes and Anissa. I guess Wes was really mad because Anissa was talking in her confessional in her confessional about how Wes is shady and that's one of the reasons why she picked him like she can't trust him and Wes was basically saying on Twitter that he has never you know done anything wrong to Anissa he has never um, been shady towards her so she has no reason not to trust her and they've been friends for so long and so he was really hurt by that but he decided to share screenshots of their text message uh, where Anissa basically texted him, I believe, after the episode aired, saying, like, I'm really sorry, you know, I'm a big softy, and, you know, I, I that was best for my game, but you know I hate doing that kind of thing, and I just, you know, really want to let you know that I was sorry, and Wes was basically like, yeah, you should be sorry, you know that, you know, I've never done anything bad to you, 
And then he tells her that, like, to make it right, she needs to go on Twitter and post a tweet. And he typed out the tweet for her so she could, like, copy and paste it. And at the end of it, it said, like, you know, I just lashed out at him because of my own, like, internal issues that I have. And Anissa was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) And so that really rubbed me the wrong way, like, He's being all holier than thou. And it's just like really gross to post that screenshot. And ugh, yeah. So, okay. So back to the episode. <laughs> um, So we're thinking that it's going to be, you know, a partner elimination. But TJ tells us that it's a girl's elimination. So we, th- you know, we thought it would be a partner thing, but it's really just the women. And it totally screws up their plan of trying to get rid of a male competitor. Um, They definitely thought that either Wes or CT would be going home and they orchestrated this whole thing for it to play out that way. And now it's not. So Leroy was pretty um, pissed that that happened. Um, And then once Ashley finds out that she has to go against Natalie and it's just a one-on-one competition, Ashley versus Natalie, she freaks out and she says, uh, Ashley does these competitions all the time. And my first thought was, um, like, don't you too? Like, you've been on the challenge multiple seasons. You have, like, yes, she's been on Survivor and Amazing Race, but she's never done an elimination on the challenge. It's completely different. Um, So I just, I felt that comment was weird. Like, oh, now you're getting all scared. Like, you do the same thing. Okay, so then we find out what the actual elimination will be. It's called Operation Fire Fire Escape, and you are bound by your wrists and um, ankles, and you're hanging from the beam, from like one beam, and the beams will be set on fire, and then you have to go down and back, um, and then whoever does it first will win and get their skull. So this is the elimination that was from the ruins. It's the exact same elimination. And this is where Kahuta beat Cyrus and Kellyanne beat Veronica. But basically, you just have to, you know, it's like a rope. And then your hands and feet are connected from the rope. And you're just dangling there. And then you have to use the rope to move yourself all the way down the beam and then all the way back. So it's not a very exciting one. Um, It was close at first. Uh, not very exciting to watch. It's definitely all about the technique. Once you get the technique down, I think then you can go, um, in the middle of the beam, there was a little hump though. So they had to get over that hump. So that made it a little bit more difficult. Um, but they go, it's close at first, but then Natalie comes out and she wins. And I was really excited because I like her. I liked her on Survivor. I'm glad she's on the challenge and, I want her to stick around and I'm I'm already so over Ashley so I'm glad that she is going home. <laughs> um she makes her little comment like her exit speech where she thinks that people have secret hate in their heart for her like okay whatever. That is not what it is. It's a game. People are winning a million dollars. Um if you remember she stole the 500k from Hunter. So I mean you have no room to talk. Like I, that just, it just drives me up the wall. The people that cannot like have the self-awareness that you do the exact same thing that you're sitting here complaining about and not just complaining about, like she goes off, she can't handle it. 
So again, I'm glad that she is gone. Um, hopefully there's not like a redemption house or anything. Okay. So then um, now we know that Natalie won and TJ lets us know that she now gets to decide if she wants to stick with her partner, Wes, switch to CT since now he no longer has a partner or she can pick any other person um, other than the double agents. So she wouldn't be able to pick Fessy, but she could pick anyone else. Um, and that's where the show ends. And then we get a preview for the com- upcoming season. Um, so we don't know yet what Natalie's going to do, but I personally do not think that she will switch. Um, I think that her and Wes are a good match. Uh, and when they partnered up, she had said, like, do you think that we're going to get to, uh, you know, be with each other the whole time? And I think Wes was like, I don't know. And it definitely seemed like she was happy that she got to be with him. And I don't think she'll switch. Also, it's so early on. Like, I feel like that would just burn a bridge. Um, and you just don't know what you're going to get. So I think she'll stay with Wes. But we'll have to wait until next week to find out. Um, and then also, it's unknown what happens to the person who's left without a partner. Now, CT was like, wait, if she doesn't pick me, does that mean I have to go home? Um, and I don't, I don't think so. Um, I don't think it, that it's going to be a guy and girl go home every week. I think what will happen is whoever is left without a partner at the next challenge, they'll all just compete, you know, similar to how it was. And then, um, oh, how will that work? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know how it will work logistically. But the next week, it'll be a guy going home. So maybe it's like, okay, so let's say CT is left over. And then they compete in the next challenge. Then CT slash no partner would still be available to choose because it's going to be a guy's elimination. So it doesn't matter if he has a partner or not. He can still be chosen to go into the elimination and then fight. And then um, after next week, after a guy goes home, then we'll be back to even partners. So it can work out. It'd just be like a little bit weird, like you're voting for just CT instead of CT and a partner. Um so that would be my guess to how it's going to play out. I like I don't think that CT is going to have to go home if Natalie doesn't pick him. And then also what does the person whose partner gets picked get to pick the other two people? So let's say Natalie wants to take Jay and pick her survivor buddy. And then Teresa is now left without a partner. So does she get to pick if she wants to be with Wes or CT? Or would she have to automatically go with Wes because that was Natalie's original partner? I would guess that she would get to pick. And then whoever is left over just doesn't have a partner. So I'm definitely curious to see exactly how that plays out. Um, I think that overall there are going to be a lot of twists and turns. So yes, it's called double agents, and yes, they are competing in pairs, but I'm willing to bet that at some point, maybe it'll switch to teams for a little bit, or maybe it'll go to individual 
probably closer to the final. They'll split up and then it'll be a free-for-all. And then it'll be called like single agents. What's the word? I don't know. I don't watch like spy mission type movies. So I don't know all the terminology. But it would be like maybe like they're rogue agents. Yeah. So I bet they're going to go from being double agents to being rogue agents. And then they're all on their own. So, all right. Well, I fit a lot in there. Um, I know I have a tendency to talk really fast, but I just get so excited about this. It was such a good episode. I think the season is going to be great. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how everything plays out. Um, I'm also listening to the official challenge podcast that's hosted by Tori and Anissa. Um, and I listened to the first episode and it was pretty good. Um, they give you some background information. Um, and they also, the first episode, they had an interview with Emer Harkin, who is the executive producer, um, like showrunner. So, um, that was interesting to hear her point of view of how things go down. Um, so I would suggest also listening to that in addition to keep listening to this, Um, again, if you've made it all of this way, I just thank you so much, um, for listening to this. I truly appreciate it. Make sure to go over to Apple podcasts and subscribe, rate and review. Um, and don't forget to follow the podcast on both Instagram and Twitter at RRJ podcast. And that will give updates for everything when the new episodes coming out. And I'll just be sharing other things as well. Right now, I'm doing um, a Christmas theme of the RRJ podcast, 12 Days of Podcasts. So it's like the 12 Days of Christmas, but I am sharing different reality-based podcasts that I listen to and love um, to kind of give them a shout out and just do a fun little Christmas theme. Um, But I'll also be sharing different tweets, like retweeting stuff, um, and Instagram as well. I do think that I'm going to try and do some live tweeting on some other reality shows. I will not be doing any live tweeting for the challenge, um, because I can't watch it until Thursday nights, but I do want to try and do some other shows. Um, so if you're interested in those, then you can follow along with the Twitter, uh, on the Twitter page and get my thoughts on those, like maybe The Bachelorette or uh, some Bravo shows. I'm not quite sure yet. I just have to see what will fit in my schedule. So again, thank you so much. And I look forward to talking with you next week. Bye. Bye.